I'm just going to say that this podcast, this, this podcast, rewind it's podcast. Yeah. It's a podcast and it contains offensive language, adult themes, Haley's innermost thoughts, bad jokes. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> the this- bad jokes and my thoughts are the same. <laughs> Sorry. That's no, please. If you are looking for a positive discussion about the show, Young Sheldon. Oh, God. If you're looking for a podcast about literal power plays, like in hockey, it's called power play. That's a good one. Look at you. One more joke and you got yourself a hat trick almost. A podcast about a made-up language spoken by gargoyles? Oh, my God. Gargoyles, I love that show. Starring the TNG cast, essentially, and Janeway, I think. Or if you're looking for a podcast that is exclusively about Star Trek. Oh, God, no. This, this is, is not the podcast, not the podcast for, you. for you. Don't Get listen. out of here. Go away. Turn us off. <laughs> Stop <laughs> listening right now. Run. Google. <laughs> hey, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What should we do? You want to talk about fan sets? I think we need to talk about fan sets. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start us off and maybe you can finish us off with a little tagline or something. I like it. That was easy. That's not the tagline we're going to use. <laughs> use that one. That's taken. <laughs> Copyright. All right. Guess what? We are taking a moment right now to thank our sponsors at fan sets for being our sponsors. That's right. We thank you, Fansets. If you like pins, if you like pin accessories, you should go check them out at fansets.com. Load up your cart, use our special discount code REWIND in all caps at checkout, and treat yourself to a 10% discount on your order. One new pin I'd like to take note of, Haley, is Will Riker standing with his foot on a chair. Oh my God. That's right. What? You can wear it over your heart just like you wanted <sighs> to. It'll be way better than that weird paper mache one you made. <laughs> so check it out Gosh. and see what else they got and then tweet us pictures of your wicked purchases can't wait to see them fansets oh our pins have character and we thank our friends at fansets for being our sponsor oh my god i love it so it's oh. time for some round tables hit me with your best thoughts Fire away. I don't know how you, every time you just blow me away, it's amazing to me. I started watching WandaVision. This is a show set in the Marvel Universe. So I'm talking uh, Superman. I'm talking Batman. Just kidding. Fuck. Could you imagine? (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're like, oh. Five five listeners lost just now. Yeah, that's fine. Fair. Um, I was really mad at the first episode for wasting 20 minutes of my life. Um, but, uh, I'm glad I moved on and have seen like eight episodes since. So yay. Um, I downloaded and somehow made the wealth simple app think that I know what I'm doing with stock trading. And now I own stock in GE, Pfizer, Air Canada, and Nokia. So far, I have made $1.72 Canadian, so I'm probably going to sell soon. Things are, going, things are looking up. <laughs> wow. 
I know they make you sign all these things like, do you understand that you could lose your life savings? I was like, I agree to terms and conditions. I don't. <laughs> um, Here's my bank account information. I trust. Yeah, you. it was. No, it took like 30 seconds. And I was like, I guess I'll do Pfizer. They're working on a COVID pill. Air Canada for when like people start traveling again, eventually. Apparently Nokia could potentially take off. Shares are only $4. Do it. Um, oh, and I got Bitcoin too. $10 doll, doll hairs worth of Bitcoin. So we'll see what happens. Wow. Yeah. Brad sold some Bitcoin and made himself a few hundred bucks. He knows somebody who made themselves a few million bucks. I bet he does. Man, I know. Well, hindsight's 2020, as I like to say. Um, It was my boyfriend. No. (laughs) Or anyone. It was my boyfriend's birthday. um, And that was wonderful. I bought him um, a lesson to go gliding. So like a little Cessna or something will like pull a glider up into the air. And then he's like with an instructor and then he'll just glide above our beautiful province. This is 50 shades of gray. Don't they do that? <gasps> no, he has a helicopter, doesn't he? But doesn't they he do so. I don't remember. They did I just, stuff. that book is good. Those books, mm. the boat scene. Anyway, um, what else? My uh, my nails are longer than they've uh, ever naturally been, so I'm waiting for those to break off. And um, I was going to tell you about this amazing dream I had, but I remembered that my parents listened to the podcast, and now all I can think of is the last thing my parents need to hear is me talk on a public podcast um, about a sex dream where he punches their daughter square in the face. <laughs> They have the most violent dreams. I wanted them to. Questionable. Questionable. That's all I got. That's That's great. That's a wealth of things. I have to jump back to your first topic, that WandaVision. Does anybody name their kids Wanda anymore? Should we ever bring that one back? That's a classic. Wanda. Did did your parents ever talk to you about what you would have been named if you were a different... um... Um, I think it was Christopher. And I think my dad wanted to name me Crystal. Oh, nice. With it with a C or a K. Oh, oh <laughs> the Q. Oh, man. <laughs> just Quist- the, it's just the symbol of a crystal. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now everyone write your name. You're like crying. I can't. Oh God. I remember on our last episode we were talking about the um the orbs that make your hair stand up and Spencer gifts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mostly dildos. Um, <laughs> do you remember that other store called Seeing is Believing? Holy shit. I yes. was I I was obsessed with that store. And I remember, I don't know, I could be wrong. Either it was like the first ever seeing is believing or it was something very similar to it, but it was like the early nineties and it was opened up in market square and they had like really weird sci-fi stuff like those orbs with your hair sticking up, but they also had these two little brooch pins that were the ones that Worf had on his sash and they what? were like digital little lights. And I remember thinking in the early 90s, like, this is technology, like the, this <laughs> the future the computer that you're wearing. Like, <laughs> and I wanted them so bad and I never got them. Oh. Um, I have been watching some shows. I don't know if I've talked to you about this, but we watched The Queen's Gambit. Oh, I've heard good things. I, I highly it recommend it. It was really? fantastic. What if I've you started- don't know anything about chess? <laughs> 
you you'll learn and you don't need to you just can enjoy the beauty of the 60s clothing and the fact that the girl is so messed up and just drunk and on drugs and you just want to be her it's amazing really it's also got the grown-up adult uh former child actor dudley dursley from the harry potter movies who's like a grown man thin looks maybe a little older than he really is but phenomenal and it's also got the kid from love actually who is it no way the drummer kid yeah he's in it too i really suggest you watch it it's not very long it's just one season it's a limited series i've been watching a show called the wilds oh yeah i like that one i've been enjoying it thoroughly and we've been watching the stand i also started watching the stand so good i loved the uh, 90s miniseries they did with gary sinise and molly ringwald of it oh i didn't so, know that they did that oh, yeah because it's based off a book right stephen king book well and also there's a throwback to stephen king um when the kid gets home and his um his fiction or whatever hasn't been picked up by the publisher and he like puts it on the back of his door with a thumbtack like all these rejection letters mm. stephen king did that he had like 200 rejection letters only he had them pinned to his door with a knife oh i don't think i'm making that up definitely not the rejection letter part but oh my god probably not the knife um what else uh i also have a boyfriend who had a birthday yesterday boyfriend and birthday. we had tiki drinks in the basement and i spent about two three hours yesterday well one two, three hours running around to stores to find the ingredients. And then another like two hours making six different types of simple syrup to use in cocktail mixes. I made a traditional simple syrup. I made one with, I won't say this correctly, Demara sugar. Demara. Oh, Demara. Like Stefano Demira. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. The days of our lives syrup. I made a honey syrup, a Mai Tai syrup, a coconut cream and cinnamon syrup. Oh my God. And, um, we made, we started off with a blue Hawaii and then I made an Aku Aku, which was really good, but I didn't have a strainer. So there was a little bit of mint in my drink after muddling it. Um, Mm. a, Hawaiian sunset with vodka. I made a pina colada <gasps> and a mai tai. Oh, so and tropical! They were, they were all so good, and we had our fancy glasses, and we did it all up in the basement, and it was very fun. That's good. about all I got. I'm a. That's enough. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a weed gummy. Um, I got nothing else. I've been doing a lot of organizing of the tiki bar today because there was that post cleanup, and then kind of like. When you sit down here long enough with drinks, you kind of look around and being like, I want to see what it looks like if I move furniture over to this corner, if I clean this up. So I've been doing that. Nice. And now we're here and I'm drinking my Bud Light. Here we are. And we have a new section again. We started this off last time talking about panties. (laughs) (laughs) Working at La Senda. And I had a suggestion of, please tell me your three most rememberable customers <laughs> <laughs> now i feel like i'm gonna like miss some like really obvious ones but um so my first one was this girl she was like maybe 16 and she was just looking for a new bra and she had been wearing one that was several sizes too small for her which is like very common we would have women come in and they're like 
yeah, why does the underwire like cut into me so bad? And then after I fit her for one, she started to cry because the bras that she had been wearing were hurting her. And so she was so happy. And I was just like, here you go. I was like, take it for free. But I didn't say that. (laughs) Um, The second one is, yeah, really. (laughs) I plead the, well, there's no fifth amendment in Canada. That's weird. Um, In BC, we have a two-tier retail tax. And so people who are under 14 don't have to pay the one of the taxes for clothing. It's about 7% of the total price. Um, And most people who ask for it do it to get the actual 7% off. But you have to fill out a form with your name and address before we can take the tax off. And the form goes to the feds. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I know, right? Like everyone would be like, it's not taxable. I'm like, fine. And so this gentleman came in and he dumped a bunch of lingerie on the desk and he goes, oh, and it's non-taxable. And I'm like, sure, you just need to fill out the form for the federal government. Um, You know, just so you know, the government has flagged instances of non-taxable purchases from the store, um, especially when it involves a lot of lingerie um, because it's being bought for a minor under the age of 14. And he's like, oh, never mind. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, fucking cheapo or creepo am i right oh red flag yeah Uh, just fucking pay them like don't um the third customer is going to be my younger brother who at the time was probably 12 13 14 being a little dink he came into the store with his friends trying to look cool and they were all like disrupting customers and being little jerks and then he suggested that i give him money from the register well sarah you best believe I ratted him the fuck out to my folks and he was no longer allowed to go to the mall. Boom. (laughs) Still hasn't been. (laughs) I know it's a little follow-up from that. Like later that week I was looking for him and I went into his room and he wasn't there, but his, his agenda was on his bed and it was open to a page and the page was blank except for one sentence. Get Haley back no matter what. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> he got me back by being the best brother ever. Love oh, you, Evan. That's amazing. You know, I was like, you you motherfuckers. I'm like, I can <sighs> fucking tell mom and dad. I was working. And I, I can't even, like, my memory is so bad. The oh, older I, I get. I barely remember. The fact that we were 20, I was 21 when I met you, or, like, 20, 21, or 22. I can't even yeah. conceive of, like, little Evan. I know. Oh, I can't buddy. even, can't even fathom yeah. it. Just there a kid. With his band of bandits. Oh man. Just causing trouble in the mall. Well, not for long. I felt really good about that. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. What a bitch. Older sister. Uh, a, a <sighs> Okay. I remember this. It was, valentine's day or like coming up to valentine's day was always a big big time for us oh god yeah it's like our christmas there was a guy he was maybe i don't know 16 17 like young and he was wanting to get something for his girlfriend and he was super nervous and super shy and i think it was like me siobhan and like whoever else we all like gathered around him 
give it like giving them a hard time, but not really giving them a hard time, but trying to be like, what does she like? You know, I like just, we loved when these customers came in and he's like, well, I already got her um, a couple of little chocolates from Purdy's and a DVD of dirty dancing. And we were all like, oh my God, like you're nailing Aww. it already. And yeah. so we found something and we were all like, like the mother hens that were like, go forth, young man, like teach others to be as you are. Yeah. He's like, Dirty Dancing is like her favorite movie. And I don't think she owns. And I was like, oh man, so like cute. this is like, you had the balls to walk in and buy that DVD from a store that had a bunch of cool looking troublemakers, H&V. you know, and yeah. HMV was like the hip store. And, her and then he walked in there into Licenza, like confident. I'm, I hope good he's, kid. Hope he's a happily married man with a great family and a mansion by the beach. Like, oh, me too. Um, do you remember the old guy that looked like a cross between Danny DeVito and the guy from Sopranos, and he'd come into the store with escorts on a regular basis? Yes, and he wore all black. Yeah, and that's the, memorable. The jeans, the black jeans, would have a stain on yeah. the front because they'd be lap dancing against him, and there was a stain. And it was like. I hated that guy. Four or so five gross. times he came into the store. Yeah. At least. And lastly, Yuck. the generic mystery caller who would breathe heavy on the phone and ask about women's <laughs> panties. <laughs> and a special shout out to any male customer who described his wife and girlfriend's breasts as not as big as yours to my <laughs> face. <laughs> Dude, I remember. While staring at me. I there was so, so many men would come in and be like, Oh, I'd like to buy a bra for my girlfriend, not knowing there's like 17,000 sizes. And so I remember there was maybe it was a busy time. So I feel like there's four of us and I can't remember if you were there or not, but it was like Andrea, Siobhan, me, maybe Julianne. And I was like, okay. And so I'm like, girls. And so we made us all line up. I'm like, who does she look most like? And then he's, he's kind of like holding his, he's just kind of like, well, it's like this, like holding his hands, like a, like cupping a melon. And I'm like, well, okay. So 30, 36 B let's try that. Anyway, I just, I'm like, like her or like her, her or me one or two, two or three. You can't Um, do that anymore. (laughs) God, no. Oh, you know, we aim to please. God, just painful awkward uncomfortable creepy so tune in next week when we discuss the top three things burned into our retinas the things we can't unsee (laughs) subtitle the things we can't unsee (laughs) a book by dr sarah blake (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what my doctorate's in but it's gonna be something oh uh we watched an episode we went rogue we were gonna go by suggestions provided and there's nothing wrong with those suggestions we i still look forward to watching q who yeah. and menage a trois menage a trois mm-hmm. um but i had a i had a burning sensation that does not require a doctor it required an episode of tng called power play because i'm doing a bit of a ds9 rewatch and i'm just really on the chief o'brien train still the train's rolling around it's like snow piercer we're just going in circles yeah chief o'brien yeah. train yeah um, or the train that he'd be on in that hell on wheels there we go i'm <laughs> my name is hell and i'm on some wheels right now so we watched this episode and um i did a synopsis i can't wait ready? to hear it i well i have to pee oh please i'm you know sorry what I'm, do? I'm gonna slam my beer and i'm gonna get myself a second one okay excellent i'm also gonna get another drink i'm all out of kombucha so i guess it's just gonna be tequila you go brew some more 
BR, how BRB. I am back. I am back from going upstairs. Got myself a beer. And I gave the dog a cookie. I said I wasn't going to have any beers, but here we are. Way to poo reference. I feel like I need my glasses because I can't see very well. Those are my sunglasses. That's not going to help. <clears throat> I'm back. And also look at my glass. Oh, my God. Oh, it's got Star Trek. Yeah. Star Trek. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait for your synopsis. Go, 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 go. Oh, 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 oh. Here we go. Here we go. Mm, 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 mm. I'm taking a break from school to watch and I'm giddy. That's what I wrote to start. (laughs) The music is tense. They are standing around Data, who is hearing some kind of static noise he heard at Starfleet Academy. Like a distress signal? A Daedalus class ship? Could there be a missing ship? The Essex, maybe? From two centuries ago? Troy has a feeling someone is down there, alive. And everyone is like, what? Cue the theme music. (laughs) Say what? A shuttlecraft is heading down. It's got Data, Troy, and Riker. It reminds me of the Vegas ride where they're flying over the Hilton and they're all like, My God, <laughs> yes. That's and you're a like, hotel. <laughs> We're going to crash into the hotel. Oh, God, I hope my room isn't ruined. <laughs> Not real. Get off the ride, ladies. <laughs> Maybe someone should have left you at home. Remember when oh. they said that to me? <laughs> I'll never forget. <laughs> It was so bad. Or I didn't stand up for you. This ring is fake. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to get kicked off the ride and asked never Ugh. to return. Yeah. All right. The impulse generators have shut down. Hold on. We're going down. I'm taking her in. Oh, Riker, you sauce bucket. The shuttle has crashed, and Roe is taking care of business tracking and shit. She is da bomb. I love that character. I know you don't, but I do. Troy emerges from the shuttlecraft. Then Riker, then Data. Riker broke his arm, and he's doing a great zombie thriller walk. Troy appears to be unable to walk, too, and I feel like an opportunity to use a wind machine was missed in this scene. I mean, the planet looks like a stormy. Why are they... Anyway. Troy says folks are coming through the storm? I don't get it. Okay, Jordy confirms beaming ain't an option, and O'Brien needs a minute. He volunteers to go down because he's a badass and says one person could make it. His chances are 50-50, not good odds. However, Picard just wishes him good luck. Ouch. <laughs> it's been All a right. slice. So O'Brien literally risks his life, beams down successfully, and brings with him some tripods of some sort. He complains about his horrid baby being a little bitch about lunch, and they beam the <laughs> hell out of there. But wait, they're zapped by electricity or something, and the alien life forms enter all but Riker because he's injured, and the alien life form is obviously a wimp. Troy Scream wakes herself up, which is literally how I wake up every morning. That's a Brad. Every morning. A live awake enthusiastic. <laughs> Riker insists he is fine and ready for duty. And if you watch Data and Miles and Troy in the background, they're like eyeing each other. And you know they're like totally being up to being sneaky sneaks with each other right now. Troy says she felt stuff and wants to find the Essex. And now Roe is all mad and she's been locked out. And when Riker looks to Data, he like back punches him. And then O'Brien sets my female parts ablaze by punching Worf. I loved it. Oh, and he shot Riker and Data is smashing the screen. Troy's a badass now. I am loving this. God damn it. Yes. I wish these three stayed like this for the rest of the series. 
Yes. The trio of trouble head to engineering and are in Turbo Lift 4. Data is using contractions like they're going out of style, so you know he's compromised. <laughs> Some dude in the most bitchin' high-waisted pleated pants and belt is pushed aside as Worf runs, and I want instantly to know more about those pants. Where are they now? <laughs> are they in someone's closet? Are they in a in a set somewhere from an old Paramount Studio locker? I need to know where these pants are. Yes. The triple yes. lift is empty. There's just some pins, some goddamn pins. Troy's hair bounces down the hallway and a force field stops them. <laughs> and evil Data smashes some glass and suddenly I love Data. Can we all agree that that sneer has it going on? Mm-hmm. Keiko is that woman who insisted on bringing her baby to a bar. People are trying to relax and she's like, look at my noisy baby. Miles yeah. commands his wife to get on the floor. And again, my uterus just skipped a beat. <laughs> O'Brien is shot. Data is shot. Big Red is shot. And Troy is just slaughtering people. It's the best. Oh, a hip shot by Worf and he's down. Troy responds to the bridge. They have taken 10 forward. Amazing. (gasps) I'm focused on watching now. So I'll come back and do my writing. O'Brien is doing his thing. The bridge is trying to do their thing, and Troy is obviously in charge. More techno babble. Ten forward is now totally under their control, and the bridge crew are desperate to find answers. You Klingon, attack me. Um, I will if he won't. Worf gives a look. It's amazing, and I'm having the best time ever. This is just so good. No, Troy, don't tell him to stop. Let's get a bar fight. A shirtless bar fight. <gasps> Troy demands they move the ship. To avoid more injuries, the captain starts moving the ship slowly. The doctor finds evidence of changes from the transporter logs, and they come up with a way to do a shock to maybe remove the aliens that are inside them. Then Roe gives a quick adult movie synopsis. We'd have to hit all three with a single discharge. If they are standing together, it shouldn't be a problem. (laughs) Crusher, Roe, Picard, Riker, and Geordi debate together and i gotta say i love this team together it's a great group good stand-up group of folks all around picard negotiates to replace the injured with himself molly literally has not stopped crying this entire time and it is the worst data is mad about it and wants it silenced and miles saunters over i know you okay this is creepy she's frightened um i don't think the baby knows what's going on keiko just feed it burp it and change it yeah. Picard arrives. Data grabs him and the medics come in and Troy introduces herself as Captain Bryce Schumar of the Essex. We've been surviving as spirits? Ghosts? Do you believe that shit? We need help. Troy is still alive in here and won't be harmed, but we need help to be removed from this planet after 200 years. Troy talks on and on, and now Roe and Geordi are crawling around hoping to find a way to zap the three baddies. Worf bullshits about Klingon ghosts while Miles snacks on nuts or chips in the background, and everyone is whispering, and I'm needing some more action stat. Picard obviously doesn't think it's ghosts. Miles continues to creep out Keiko about gifts he's given her, and she's got into it. And she's not into it, but I think a part of her is. Maybe deep down. He tries to kiss her and she screams and Troy says to leave her alone. And thank God he does. We don't need to get weird. Everyone picks hostages. Data chooses Worf. O'Brien takes Keiko and a woman leaps at the chance to steal Molly. Plasma charge is ignited and they miss Data. Data lifts Picard by the neck and he says to abort and the light ball aliens go back into Troy and O'Brien. Data lets the captain's neck go and it's all a nightmare. The group debates 
how to do some beaming or something to end the siege. The baddies may have to go to a transporter room. Picard wants safe passage for them to the cargo bay. O'Brien catches them trying to be sneaky sneaks. And it's so rad that he's just that smart. Nice try, Roe. Each baddie takes their hostage as previously discussed and Molly is passed along again. And they're off. And they're at deck 18, headed to Cargo Bay 4. Picard demands to know who they really are. And they beam something and we find out the truth. This is an escape. Five centuries ago, they were separated from their bodies and left to drift in the storms. They destroyed the Essex. They lied about the Essex because the moon is a penal colony and there are hundreds of prisoners that want to be released. Riker floods that cargo bay and Troy threatens them and Keiko Wharf all offer to die to save their babies and friends and whatever. They're so honorable. Troy steps back. Don't pass our way again. And the aliens leave the bodies, join the beam, and they transport the prisoners back to the moon surface. This ain't no con air. There's no residual effects from the ordeal. Troy and the others are fine. She could feel it all happen, but couldn't control it. Data apologizes to Worf and compliments Worf's strengths. And O'Brien is hungry. That's kind of how I'd be feeling, too. Keiko smirks and is happy to have her miles back. And they do a zoom in on the clueless baby. The end. (laughs) the end okay i'm sorry i must have looked away at some point so she was not the captain from the essex she was a prisoner who was lying about it yes they thought it would be more believable to make up a ghost story than to just tell the truth of we're got it prisoners also a penal colony on like colony on the moon or on a planet or whatever where you're just like a spirit that fucking sucks but, but also why they destroyed the, the Essex and almost the Enterprise. Don't don't break the law. Don't do it. Don't get caught. This is it. Obviously, you're not that smart. You got caught. Apparently not. Okay. Good job. Great so job. that was that. That was the episode. That was my synopsis. Um, what, I've been doing I- I've been doing synopses for Enterprise with Casey, oh. and we do rhyming. Yeah, yeah. I did like a whole thing. And so when I did this, I'm like, should I do a rhyme too? Like, I feel like I'm just writing stuff now. I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> you don't need to. You know what? I like your interpretation. This ain't no con air. Great movie. <laughs> Put the bunny back in the box. I don't remember anything about that movie. I oh, need to watch it. Oh, they got the stuffed teddy bunny toy and he puts the gun to the bunny's head. That's <laughs> the worst movie. I love it. Oh, God. It's I love so those good. movies. And Sheila Bryan's in it. What? Yeah. He's like the asshole, like, lawyer dude. Drives oh. the car that says ass kicker or whatever on Yes, it. yes, yes, yes. I totally forgot. John oh. Cusack and fucking creepy John Malkovich and uh, everyone's Cage? in that movie. Nick, Nick Cage, Cage is, is the main guy. He's yeah. the, he's the good guy. John and Malkovich. I was going to say uh, Ben Kingsley. It's, it's Cyrus John the virus. Of course. Steve Buscemi. Yes. Oh, oh, oh who's that so comedian? Um, My thoughts? Please. Be- before I even started watching this episode, I was totally jacked because, Sarah, you had the best energy after having picked it. You were like, what do you think about going rogue? What do you think about power play? And I was like, yes. Also, it's season five, which means it is not seasons one or two, which we do not acknowledge. Mm. This episode, I did a little point form, which we like, lists. Mm. This episode had everything. One, the title is a reference to a hockey game scenario. 
there was an opening with Riker's foot up on Data's console and his foot makes its way up there again one more time. <laughs> Ensign Rowe is there. Riker says, we're going down and I'm taking her in, brace for impact. A splash. Ooh. Confirmation that Marina Sirtis doesn't use fake eyelashes unless they zoomed in on another person's face without fake eyelashes. Hmm. Data punches people and so does O'Brien. Data loses his shit on the console but does not damage it in any way. Troy karate chops the captain. And and we both picked up on this unapologetic guy walking down the corridor in no <laughs> uniform, except for those high-waisted pleated 80s pants, despite it being filmed in the 90s. <laughs> Amazing, right? I've never had like a random background person stand out so much. I want to know everything about this person. Who is he? So I, I, I'm on the IMDb right now, and there's a lot of uncredited people. So I think we have some some uh, research to do. Um, Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> what the what? So he's even born yet? What is yeah. this dark magic? We'll get ready for this because there's Alan a little Rickman. reference there. Troy keeps asking questions, but O'Brien doesn't answer yes or no. He just he just explains what he can and cannot do. Like she's like, "Can you get the turbo lift going again?" He's like, "I can override the bridge controls." I didn't fucking ask you for your life story. Crusher's hair is fucking on point. Check it at 2051. I need a lifeguard over here, boys. And uh, M. Night Shyamalan twist with Troy introducing herself as a previous captain. This is all in caps. I'm very excited. (laughs) Troy, Data, and Miles being total badasses. Keiko offering that she would die to save the life of her child. Yeah, cool. No one asked you. Picardo's asking about their other entities. They don't give a shit about the Enterprise. And then Ro, when she's in the Jeffrey's tube, and she's like, I don't I want to be in one of these again. I'm like, you are in the wrong occupation, my friend. <laughs> um, anyway, I loved it. Uh, and so I had two questions. Okay. One question, uh, electromagnetic interference. So you, when they were going to beam O'Brien down and Jordy's like, oh, I don't know, there's a 50, 50, 50 chance. Doesn't look good, friend. Like, but isn't electromagnetic like waves like isn't that a common element in space like yeah yeah um total aside question what's up with the turbo lift in discovery i was like what is this borg cube inside the ship like isn't it it's It's not just dead space is it like that seems like you know, everyone's like comparing it to a TARDIS from Doctor Who. Okay, and um, I was. I think when we were recording some of the discovering Trek, Bill and Dan were very angry about these turbo lifts. Like just like unwavering. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like a why would you spend all that money on the budget to draw and create and make those special effects when we, we didn't need it? Personally, I mean, I think if I was the person who made that, I'd be like, look what I can do. This is great. Like, look at my fancy special effects. But I mean, it was kind of cool, but I just thought like, that's not a very good use of of space, space. especially on a spaceship where you you think you know i'm telling me i I don't have a bathtub just to shower and you have all this wasted space (laughs) i'd like a two-bedroom please i know i'm sharing quarters yeah i'd be happy to sleep in the turbo lift it means i can (laughs) get an extra square footage here so you're telling me i gotta have a bunk bed i gotta share a room with tilly and you got all this empty space like can i like have a hammock hanging in there somewhere (laughs) (laughs) 
All to say, I think this would have been such a fun episode to um, play in. Like, mm. being able to play outside of the box, especially Brent. I mean, like, as much as Data sometimes annoys me when he gets his emotions going or when Lore comes around, I'm, like, all about it. Anyway, okay. what do you think? Uh, I loved this episode. I literally loved it, and it's in my top five now. Mm. Uh, That's I, huge! I love how Roe, Crusher, and Jordy get so much play with, like, helping fix the problem. Like, totally. they're not characters that usually get to be there with, like, good ideas and making a de- making a change and debating, like, crisis mode, let's get them in here. I like that. And yeah. I loved that Troy was the leader of all the bad guys, because I thought it was a good just, too. character well, arch for her. Yeah. And I loved how much Data and Worf were sneering and bumping chest with each other throughout it. It was so good. <laughs> um, the two of them head to head, I think, were really good. Um, yeah. I love Bad O'Brien. Um, I just kind of wish that Keiko wasn't a part of it. I don't think they really needed <sighs> to do that to add the dramatic element. I think it kind of almost yeah. took away from it. Um, but as a fan of that character, and he's been so abused throughout mm-hmm. the series that he's been on, it was kind of fun to see him being like, Everybody just fuck off. It was great. Um, I have questions. If you could have switched out one of those three that were possessed with someone else, who would it have been? You know what? Barclay. Reggie Barclay. I would love to have seen that. Yeah, I just, and I don't know who I would switch him out for. Probably Miles. No offense, Miles. Switching you out with another white guy. I just feel like Reginald has some shit to prove and that I think that underneath his sort of like anxious and jittery facade, he's probably like a legit murderer. Mm. I'd like to see him go a little nuts. Mm. Okay. And you? I almost want to say, let's switch out all three to a second episode. And we have Barkley. Cause that's a out of nowhere. Jordy right? and Dr. Crusher. I like so three people with great bedside manners and yeah wow for I I didn't want Jordy just because I didn't want Jordy the character to be ruined for me like as I I'm trying to like a throwback as in my childhood like Jordy was just like he was also reading Rainbow Guy and all that kind of stuff and like I never want him to be hurt or mean ever um that's and so I didn't want him but. Yeah, I am. Uh, but I thought Crusher as well. And I also thought about Wesley when he was like all emo in that one episode that we mm. watched. Um, you know, but whatever. I, I kind of already had that in that episode. That mm-hmm. was the one where he went home, right? With the traveler on the journey. Mm. The journey. I want to see journey. an episode where the three people are possessed and they're forced. They're, they're beyond nice. They're like skipping and it would be Worf and Picard. and <laughs> Holy shit. More tea. Wonderful day it is today are we having a great time i think we should go warp one because what's the rush <laughs> everyone look outside look at that nebula they're crying <laughs> holding each other like well we when should get a picture does anyone have a camera anyway, do, do one uh, of your dance routines <laughs> oh and and one of your like long poetry readings please, oh, please. let me hold your cat for you okay. oh no, we've taken it too far. Yeah. Um, question two. Do you think the consciousness that lived on the penal colony, I mean, 
you're just realizing now it's an alien species and not ghosts. Yep. No, fine. Um, but what do you, what race do you think it could have been? Do you think it's like an alien race that we know of or an alien race we have no idea of? Like, could it be, what do you think? So the entities that were at one point inside uh, uh, some sort of medium or vessel that, mm-hmm. that committed a crime and now they're there. Mm-hmm. Good question. I know. Um, I was thinking about it. I was like, they never said, I don't think what the species <laughs> was. So I guess I already read it. I read this question and I made an answer last night when I, <laughs> when I read it, me, Good question. What do you think? Most criminals are pretty dumb, so I'm thinking chimps. <laughs> oh my god. You're ridiculous. I love it. Oh, oh god. Anyway. So we got some fast facts. Yeah. And we I do. didn't I didn't number them or anything. So I'll just let you start and then we'll just get your shit together, Haley. Goddamn Mac. In the scene where the away team is thrown backwards, Marina Sirtis broke her coccyx. That's her tailbone. It was an injury that caused pain for more than a month and it made, and it made sitting extremely painful. She was the only one in the group who actually performed the stunt herself. She later reflected that anyone could have done it, really, because her face was barely even visible in the finished shot. It could have been Worf and Troy's costume and we wouldn't have known the difference. I can oh. totally picture her saying that with her accent, like all fucking so saucy. Off. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been um, Worf and Troy's costume and we never would have known the difference. That's I have a tailbone her. I have a tailbone story. When I was a kid, I um was getting ready to No. <laughs> it's the tailbone hour now. Let's go yeah. and let's pop and lock <laughs> into this one. Coxix corner. Um <laughs> The coccyx pit. <laughs> but I was, so I was like getting ready to watch something on TV and I was like all excited and happy. And I was going to like sit in front of the TV, not on the couch, just on the carpet. And I, and I jumped up to sit down in a cross-legged pose, but my fucking coccyx hit the corner of the coffee table, like bang Ooh. on literally. And I thought I was fucking paralyzed oh, I was you're right in that lower back tattoo yeah oh, jesus don't remind me <laughs> oh you know don't get a tattoo when you're 18 don't get a tattoo that you pick off of a wall because you don't know what you want and then don't make it a tribal tattoo on your lower back the end <laughs> it was 2000 i mean that's what people were doing it's so 2001 what's worse is like yeah if you ever saw it they'd be like yeah man she's like almost 40 now i guess <laughs> um but it's like so indicative of the time and it's like the it's like terrell had that armband like um, oh the yeah the pamela anderson the, yeah, like barbed, barbed wire, wire or like the celtic um armbands yeah. were a big thing or like roses oh. uh, anyway no regrets you can't see it so whatever Fuck. that's how i feel about my back yeah oh i like your back you it's tiki town it is Tiki Town. Okay, when O'Brien suggests he beam down while boosting the <coughs> transporter signal, LaForge calculates a 50-50 chance he will survive. LaForge correctly reports this to Captain Picard, and Picard says, Picard okays it if O'Brien is okay with it. The captain <laughs> would never authorize such a stunt with those odds. Can you are imagine? You, are you, are you okay, okay with it? it? No oh. pressure. I'm just your fucking captain. I'm your boss. Go yeah. die. 
Oh no! Go kiss Molly goodbye. Daddy's got to work now. Yeah, like, your new geez. baby. Ugh. When oh, this is something I picked up on. When Data's hands are used to angrily strike his console, the console should break due to his immense strength, but it doesn't even crack. After Data's console is shut off on the bridge, he pounds the panel in anger. We've just discussed this. Some of the makeup from Brent Spiner's hand can be seen rubbed off on the computer panel after he hits it with his fist. What do you mean makeup? I'm just kidding. You're like crying. Why are your lips quivering? Seatbelts make a rare appearance in this episode, which are seen inside the shuttlecraft. Very nice. Well done. Weird. All right. I say see it. Miles is a babe. Data kicks ass in this episode, and it's super action-packed. 100%. see it a hundred percent loved it like i'm talking crusher's hair 20 Mm. minutes 51 seconds in look it's like and she's like looking like so hot and badass she's like can't even be bothered Mm -hmm. but like look at my hair it's like perfect anyway um aside from the hair oh yeah it was great bill said also i love crusher's hair at 2050 just kidding um Bill You're said, funny, Haley. Right? Uh, oh, <laughs> I love cross type episodes, and this one doesn't disappoint. What did Dan say? See it. Two episodes in a row that I just love. Seeing the cast out of their normal character element was great. Spiner was downright scary as possessed data, and it was funny to see possessed Deanna marching down the hall as if she was a big old meanie. Speaking True. of meanie, it was good to see O'Brien have a pivotal role <laughs> in a TNG episode. No wow, doubt. Dan. The writer Dude. award. He's yeah. got a Peabody. <laughs> okay, I have some <laughs> would you rathers. <laughs> that was sarcasm. No. It was a good, it was a good say a thing anyway would you rather it was a good thing could be good good words <laughs> okay would you rather be lifted by the neck by data hit in the back shoulders by troy or oh. forced to once again pretend you love that tacky bracelet your husband miles got you <laughs> <clears throat> hmm you know what? My upper back and neck area are so tight from just like stress that I love that hit in the back shoulders by Troy. Like a poor massage, kind of like bang. Like maybe it'd set me right, you know? Yeah. And you? I was going to say the, the neck because it might be a good like adjustment for the <laughs> stiff shoulders and neck. And like, so funny. Because <laughs> I'm really pain. sore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hilarious. And then also like, um it's kind of I odd. could it well it, it it has its moments for sure but I feel like um you could really manipulate data later on for some like you know you really hurt me I need you to break into this thing and steal something from like you owe me I was gonna say the same thing like get lifted by the neck and then use that action to manipulate him later and then I thought no that's what a crazy person would say so I'm glad that we feel the same way damn it it's just like That's when we lied, we were going to lie to Worf about um, the game. Like, how would you get Worf to play the game? And we're like, we'd lie. <laughs> it's a training thing for <laughs> that left training. Video. <laughs> <laughs> it's an occupational health and safety video. <laughs> <laughs> you best believe I incorporate sexual harassment in, in the workplace. Ugh. <laughs> Would you rather be a badass prisoner stuck on a planet for 500 years or a Starfleet ghost stuck on a planet for 200 years? <laughs> Jesus, that's a long time. Um, 
Do you know if we get to interact with the other entities? Like, if, it's up to you. 500 years is a long time, dude. Prisoner. Wait, no ghost. <laughs> yes? You said no um, ghosts. <laughs> you said no ghosts. I think I would, I think I would go with prisoner because, um, I just feel like there's got to be someone in there who knows how to get out of this situation. Yeah. Or like, you're going to learn something, you know, like when you go in for petty crime and you learn how to murder. And also if you're like a prisoner ghost, maybe you're not, you're a species that's not dead. Whereas if you're a Starfleet ghost, you're dead. Definitely dead. And probably no one's looking for you. Well, maybe, but even if you, if they did find you, yeah, ghosts aren't real entities on the other side their hand (laughs) (laughs) would you rather break your arm or be forced to wear those high-waisted pleated pants in public every day for one week oh jesus what's what's weird is i feel like those pants are kind of in Mm. the high-waisted i can't i can't wear high-waisted pants so i will break my arm um that sounds good left arm (laughs) yeah i'll just put a garbage bag on it in the shower that's what you're supposed to do right left arm lopez just like that singer. Left eye Lopez, R.I.P. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Left you? arm. Uh, Left arm. Um, I was going to... Are you going to play this? Do you, you want to play? Yeah, I got a piece of paper. I got a piece of paper. Are you ready to go to real play bash? Yeah. All right. Do you want me to... So, do, you, do we do it? Do you want me to do it for... You wait, do it. I have to... <laughs> you do you... <laughs> Um, okay, so wait, how do I actually like set this up? So I have mash at the top. Yeah, and we all know that what that stands for. Mansion, apartment, shack, house. Yeah. And so now we have to say who we have to do our four that we're going to marry. And so okay. the options were badass, like data, possessed data, badass, Miles. possessed Miles, badass, possessed Troy, or an adorable, helpful Jordy. Uh-huh. Okay, Jordy. So I've written them down. Okay. okay and then you have. Um, for this version, we're going to do the role that you played in this whole ordeal. You saved the day. You broke your arm. You had to hold the crying baby. You crawled in tubes and shot the bad guys. Tubes. Who broke their arm? Did something happen? Riker. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to um, like watch very intently to make sure that he didn't fuck up, mm-hmm. like use it, but I forgot. Um, the and then we have planets where like your mansion house shack or apartment are, which would be Risa, Earth, Kronos, or that planet where you die if you step on flowers. <laughs> yes, that one was bad. Angel one, but it was a great. It was Angel one. That's where they jogged all the time, right? Yeah, and they were all tanned and shit, oiled okay. up. Current role on the ship, first and then day. we have your job, which could be a first day on the job as a nurse a security officer, a bartender at 10 forward or a fancy elite science officer. I want to be a bartender. Um, okay. Mixologist. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to start and you tell me when to stop. Okay. Go. Stop. I never say stop. (laughs) It's like 20 minutes of blank space. Oops. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. So this is you or me? Um, let's let's just do one. We'll do you. Or we'll okay. do, it's for us. It's both of it's us. It's for both of us. Okay. Yeah. So we're ma- we're married to badass Troy. Oh. We're we gonna live get on some of those back rubs that we've been talking about. You just hammer away at it. 
We live on we live on Kronos. <laughs> um, our job is uh, we save the day by um, crawling in tubes. Okay, <laughs> and we're security officers. Well, that makes sense. We were the security officers that had to shoot, and then because we felt so bad about having to do our duty, it's what brought us closer to um, the woman that we ended up marrying. Uh, but now, are we living in a mansion, house, shack, or apartment on Kronos? Oh shit! I didn't even. <clears throat> oh one, gosh! Two, three, Just four, pick five, mansion. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. <laughs> apartment. <laughs> God, what does an apartment look like on Kronos? <laughs> well, boom, 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 boom. That's Seinfeld. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Um, yeah, you've never seen it, so you're not allowed. I've watched it. Watch like season one, two, and three. We were doing a rewatch. Okay, fine. I've been doing a rewatch of The Walking Dead from the very beginning. And um, we're easing on into a season where I believe in the middle of the season, we're going to see Sonequa Martin Green. She's so good. Amazing. I'm starving. I'm hungry too. Um, Okay, so that's it. And I know that we've said that we're going to watch Q-Who or we're going to watch Menage a Troy, but... You kind of mentioned a couple of things, and that's got me thinking, too. So I know that you'd like to watch a lore episode, and I'm totally down with that. And I'd also would like to throw in a Barkley episode at some point, because we haven't seen one yet. Um, So let's just not say what we're going to do for our next one, because neither of us know. And then when one of us gets the the feeling, we'll message (laughs) the other person and be like, you know what we're watching? We're watching this one. And then we'll do it that way. Okay, that sounds great. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening folks our next episode we'll watch something until then remember that you can subscribe to Trek Rewind by searching for us on Apple Podcasts Orange Podcasts, Banana Podcasts Lettuce Podcasts, <laughs> just kidding Spotify Aren't you and Google glad Podcasts. I didn't say banana? Sorry <laughs> If you enjoy what we're doing here on Trek Rewind and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network please consider supporting us on Patreon as a subscriber you can get access to the unedited recordings of episodes as well as an exclusive as as well as exclusive content and great rewards and uh, like a supporter's pin from bandsets and t-shirts. Thank you to five-year mission for the music that you're hearing right now, right, right now starting. um, Shoot us some messages. Tell us what you think. Uh, Truck rewind on Twitter. That's all I got. Haley, what would you like to say to the, the folks out there? Just love y'all and hope you're taking good care and we'll see you next time. Yes. Until then, Haley Frequency's closed. Bye. <laughs>